Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 152 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Romans chapter 14 today, and our focus is on why has there been so much conflict among Christians, and how can we do better? Well, we are a daily 10-minute podcast where we will... What? What in the world? Oh, my bad. Some some, audio is bleeding in there. Anyway, we're a daily 10-minute podcast where we read one chapter of the Bible a day and discuss it and break it down. And I want to invite you to check out our website, Bible2021.com. And we are not going to rumble today. We're going to do whatever the opposite of that is, because Romans chapter 14 is going to show us how important it is to be in unity. I've grown to love Romans 14 over the years because it gives Christians practical and powerful commands and advice on walking in unity. We know unity and oneness in Christ is important because Jesus prayed for it so many times in so many different ways in his high priestly prayer in John 17. Now, my kids have asked me multiple times as they've grown up why there are so many denominations, why there are so many different Christian labels and stuff like that. And I suspect the answer is partly that we just don't take Jesus's prayer and will in John 17 seriously enough, and we blatantly ignore much of what Paul commands in Romans 14 and elsewhere in the Bible. I'm not saying that there aren't issues that we shouldn't divide over. We should never compromise the truth. But far too often, Christians have divided over doubtful or disputed matters rather than clear teaching, and that, my friends, is a tragedy. Consider just these few verses from Romans. How about verse 1? Accept anyone who is weak in faith, but don't argue about disputed matters. Well, what about verse 4? Paul says, Who are you to judge another's household servant? Before his own Lord he stands or falls. Verse 10, But you, why do you judge your brother or sister? Or you, why do you despise your brother or sister? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. What about verse 13? Therefore, says Paul, let us no longer judge one another. Verse 19, so then, let us pursue what promotes peace and what builds up one another. Verse 21, it's a good thing not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that makes your brother or sister stumble. Verse 21 again, whatever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. So think about it. Consider what it would be like if Christians followed just the above commands I read and highlighted in Romans 14. We wouldn't argue about disputed matters. We wouldn't judge each other. We would pursue deliberately what promotes peace. We wouldn't put stumbling blocks and pitfalls in front of each other. We would keep our opinion to ourselves on issues that the Bible is not crystal clear on. Wouldn't that kind of make for a wonderful church world? I sometimes think about these wonderful words from Pastor Richard Baxter, who was a Puritan writing in the 1600s. He says, Observe how we sin against the sad experience of the church in all ages by laying our religion or unity upon these smaller or unnecessary things. What has distracted the church so much is contendings about their ceremonies and orders and precedency and superiority. Man, that's so true. What wisdom. How many Christians, churches, and denominations have divided over small or unnecessary things? How many Christians and churches have been distracted by arguments over 
church service orders, music styles, way of dress, church building decorations, and the precise way to do various Christian ceremonies. How many Christian groups have splintered over biblically unclear issues like eschatology or the last days, the issue of alcohol, the issue of how you should dress, raising hands in worship, music style, Bible translations, the exact nature of communion, and more. Now, you might have a firm and clear opinion on some of these matters, and you know what? I do too. But we have multiple commands and mandates in Scripture to be in unity, to be one in thought and mind to be at peace with each other and not to argue with each other. And guys, we got to stop ignoring these commands in the church. I love what Pastor Mark Dever said about unity in a sermon from a few years ago. He said, I think that millennial views, in other words, views about the end times, related to the a thousand years, need not be among those doctrines that divide us. I am suggesting that what you believe about the millennium, how you interpret these thousand years, is not something that it's necessary for us to agree upon in order to have a congregation together. The Lord Jesus Christ prayed in John seventeen twenty one that we Christians might be one. Of course, all true Christians are one in that we have his spirit, we share his spirit, we desire to live out that unity, but that unity is supposed to be evident as a testimony to the world around us. Therefore, I conclude, says Pastor Mark Dever, that we should end our cooperations together with other Christians, whether nearly in a congregation or more at length in working together in missions and church planning and evangelism and building up the ministry only with the greatest of care, lest we tear the body of Christ for whose unity he's prayed and given himself. Therefore, I conclude that it is sin to divide the body of Christ, to divide the body that he prayed would be united. Therefore, for us to conclude that we must agree upon a certain view of alcohol or a certain view of schooling or a certain view of meat sacrifice to idols or a certain view of eschatology or the millennium in order to have fellowship together is, I think, not only unnecessary for the body of Christ, but it is therefore both unwarranted and condemned by Scripture. So if you're a pastor or a church leader and you're listening to me, says Dever, you understand me correctly if you think I'm saying you are in sin if you lead your congregation to have a statement of faith that requires a particular millennial view to join the church. I do not understand why that has to be a matter of uniformity in order to have Christian unity in a local congregation. Now, obviously there, Pastor Mark Dever was preaching on the end times and saying we don't have to agree exactly on our interpretation of the end times and these other sort of doubtful issues. And I wholeheartedly agree with Dever here. And honestly, I would count it a privilege to go to church with him and serve alongside him, even though he and I do actually disagree on some of the issues he mentioned there, including the millennium. But these disagreements pale in comparison to the dozens, if not hundreds, of New Testament commands and urgings for us, all of us, to pursue unity. Now again, I'm not suggesting that we must never contend for the faith or that we must never stand up for clear biblical truth and commands. We must not compromise on what the Bible clearly commands, and there are hundreds of denominations and churches that are doing just that. We can't conform to the world. We cannot deny what Scripture says. There is indeed a time to stand up and contend for clearly revealed Bible truths. But we must avoid contending on doubtful issues, and we must seek the guidance of the Word of God and His Spirit to walk in the wisdom to know the difference. 
Well, let's go read our passage today and listen clearly for how the authoritative Word of God calls us to avoid conflict, avoid judgment, and avoid arguments, and walk in wonderful peace. This is Romans chapter 14, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. Welcome anyone who is weak in faith, but don't argue about disputed matters. One person believes he may eat anything, while one who is weak eats only vegetables. One who eats must not look down on one who does not eat, and one who does not eat must not judge one who does, because God has accepted him. Who are you to judge another's household servant? Before his own Lord he stands or falls, and he will stand, because the Lord is able to make him stand. One person judges one day to be more important than another day. Someone else judges every day to be the same. Let each one be fully convinced in his own mind. Whoever observes the day, observes it for the honor of the Lord. Whoever eats, eats for the Lord, since he gives thanks to God. And whoever does not eat, it is for the Lord that he does not eat it, and he gives thanks to God. For none of us lives for himself, and no one dies for himself. If we live, we live for the Lord, and if we die, we die for the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Christ died and returned to life for this, that he might be Lord over both the dead and the living. But you... Why do you judge your brother or sister? Or you, why do you despise your brother or sister? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow to me, and every tongue will give praise to God. So then, each of us will give an account of himself to God. Therefore, let us no longer judge one another. Instead, instead, decide never to put a stumbling block or pitfall in the way of your brother or sister. I know and am persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself. Still, to someone who considers a thing to be unclean, to that one it is unclean. For if your brother or sister is hurt by what you eat, you are no longer walking according to love. Do not destroy by what you eat someone for whom Christ died. Therefore, do not let your good be slandered. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Whoever serves Christ in this way is acceptable to God and receives human approval. So then, let us pursue what promotes peace and what builds up one another. Do not tear down God's work because of food. Everything is clean, but it is wrong to make someone fall by what he eats. It is a good thing not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that makes your brother or sister stumble. Whatever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who does not condemn himself by what he approves. But whoever doubts stands condemned if he eats, because his eating is not from faith, and everything that is not from faith is sin. Well, those are words to ponder and gain wisdom from. We will close out with our brand new Bible memory verse for the month of June. It's an Old Testament verse this time. Daniel 6, 23. The king was overjoyed and gave orders to take Daniel out of the den. When Daniel was brought up from the den, he was found to be unharmed, for he trusted in his God. More on that tomorrow. Good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.